What's going on, America? Welcome back to the show. It's your boy Obed, our gracious host, Sherm, on another episode of What's the Word Entertainment, bringing it to you live and in effect. Got a whole bunch of things going on with uh, the uh, football realm, um, and we want to go ahead and get into it. Uh, Sherm, good afternoon, sir. How goes it? Man, you know, I'm out here living life, doing, doing what I can. I, you know, I'm only one man. I do what I can. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I'm one guy. I'm just one guy. Uh, yeah, what can I do, you know? But uh, definitely ready to get it going. Yeah, we got a lot of football action um, to talk about, you know, some things going on. Thankfully, college football is finally here. Woo! I'm excited. Jesus. Um, <laughs> the world is whole again. Right. Um, um, oh, I mean, feel free. Where do you? I mean, you tell me. Where do you want to start? I mean, I was gonna say let's. We can start with the most obvious, was Clemson and Alabama. Man, you know, uh, number Clemson number one, Alabama number two, uh, and and definitely put it on display. Uh, I did. I did appreciate what looked like Alabama toying with uh, Vegas there a little bit with that with that <laughs> line, uh, just playing it side to side as opposed to punching it until the end. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all for fun. It's all for fun until the house loses. You know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they look they look stout. They look good. Uh, people had questions about what uh, this defense was going to look like for uh clemson and you know what they they look good look like they're they're gonna have a couple studs that'll be going into the uh the league yet again uh you know when you can hold a team to 14 but again you getting those kind of you getting those kind of numbers from your offense you can just pin your ears back and go so if that's all all year you know better get used to it and it's funny because trevor lawrence um the clemson qb had a kind of a subpar game for him you know he was what 13 of 23 for 168 and only one score Yep. Uh, the Clemson running back really carried the load. He had Travis Etienne. He had two hundred five mm-hmm. and three scores. Mm-hmm. You know, so they kind of led the way um, in the rushing attack. Really, there, you know. So kind of surprised. I thought Lawrence, you know, would kind of light it up more. I mean, he also did have one rushing touchdown, but only on twenty four yards. But, but um, you know, I just, you know, I mean, they went. You know, they beat Georgia Tech what fifty two to fourteen. So obviously, yeah. they were in control the entire time. And. Yeah. You know, I think it was up by like what twenty eight nothing in halftime. So you know they were definitely in control. weren't any any danger of losing the game. Yeah. I just thought Trevor Lawrence would kind of just light it up a little bit more. Um, Maybe use this opportunity to show that he can spread the ball around. I I, I personally still have questions about him as a passer, uh, even as a spread offense guy. You know, I just I, I'm I'm not seeing it yet. And this is this is me personal personal vendetta against the new spread offense future of of football. Uh, because I just don't see, I just don't see the talent when you're on a team that's putting up these kind of numbers. You got you got a running back averaging 17 yards a carry. Uh, you know, he he did a great. Uh, who was that quarterback from uh, Alabama? Really, just you know, could make plays, but was really just a game manager. You talking about the current quarterback? Is two attack? No, oh, long oh, time. Huh? I'm sorry. A while ago, yeah. Well, he's a quarterback a while ago. Oh. Maybe AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. Kind of, kind of giving me that feeling where it's just like, well, he's got all this talent around him. We don't really need him to do much because we're going to be in control the entire time. So maybe mm-hmm. we just don't know what he's capable of. But if he, you know, does he develop? If we don't have much for him to do, we'll see. People keep saying he's a top-rated recruit. Uh, could be a top pick in the draft, but you know, it seems off a of name recognition and, and the fact that his team just knows how to win. Right, right. And obviously Dabble Sweeney has that team rolling in all the right directions. Um, 
Also, you know, their counterpart, you know, Alabama, of course, as we know, they're number two in the country, led by their junior star quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a game. I mean, he definitely showed out. He was, what, 26 of 31 for 336 and four scores. He had a rushing uh, score, I think. Uh, no, no rushing score, but he only ran for like 15 yards. No big deal. But Jerry Judy, I think, is the Woo. one to watch here. He is, I think, probably one of the best receivers in college football. He had wow. 10 catches for 137 yards and a score. Um, I like Judy. Judy, I feel, would be a definite high draft pick um, if he does come out. I think he's a junior, um, you know, so he can he can come out after this season. But, you know, Alabama, of course, uh, rolled in, in their game uh, over Duke 42-3. to you know, I mean, it's Alabama. You know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Nick Saban, of course, has that team. You know, is gonna is gonna have that team rolling in all cylinders. You know, we're just you know, under week one. You know, it wasn't too high a level of a comp- competition for them, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, so Alabama was rolling there. Another speaking of you know, kind of sort of speaking of uh, Alabama was kind of on the other side was actually with Jalen Hurts. You know, we all know he transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma because um, you know the two was there. And, you know, he's leading off right where his predecessors led off, you know, in Oklahoma. You know, if you've got two form, you got two Heisman, win- Heisman winning quarterbacks in back-to-back years in Oklahoma, you know, uh, yeah. with uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Now comes Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts definitely lit it up. Um, he had a, you know, he definitely had a, a great game. He was counted for, what, six touchdowns for the Sooners? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so... Like- I think they what they won their game over Houston, what forty nine to thirty one, I believe it was. Uh, you know, and Jalen Hurts is looking like, oh wait, man, you know, did Bama pass up their chance? You know, they had two great quarterbacks. They decided on to, uh, but you know, could could Jalen, you know, keep the streak alive in Oklahoma and win another Heisman for them? <laughs> you <laughs> no. never know. I mean, they seem to have a team that that is there to play, and uh, you know, you don't like seeing them give up that many points. I don't know if there's questions defensively for them. <laughs> Uh, which, which you know, all the best teams seem to be able to touch cusp on that uh, 40, 50 points range um, and be able to keep the keep their uh, keep the opposition at bay better than that. So if there is something that would that would keep him out of there, um, I, I would think it was that. But, you know, it's, it's still on his merit, his merit. It would be good enough to be able to win one. But Jalen looked great. I mean, look, he was effective in the pocket. You know, he was, what, 20 of 23 for 332 and three scores. And he was their leading rusher. He had 16 carries for 176 yards and three scores. So he's he, he is showing his full repertoire on display, you know, run, uh, throwing and running the ball. You know, he's he. I think he wants to come out this season and make a point to everyone, to all the naysayers that, you know, he should have been the guy in Alabama. You know, it shouldn't yeah. have been – uh, Tua, you should have picked him. So I think I think Jalen, especially with Lincoln Riley, you know, coaching him, leading leading the, that team, I think he's going to have a stellar season. To be honest with you, I, I you know, um, looking at Oklahoma's schedule, it's not. I mean, there's no. Why I say the one big game is against Texas later in October, um, and really, you know, I don't really see many contenders for them in the, on, the, on their schedule. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, maybe at Oklahoma State at the end of the year, sometimes going up there is hard to play. Um, you know, but really, I see the only their only ranked opponent that they put, excuse me, they have two ranked opponents on their schedule as of right now, uh, which is like I said, which one, of course, which I mentioned is Texas, the other is Iowa State. Uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, which I don't really see being an issue. They have yeah. they have UCLA coming up in a couple of weeks, but Chip Kelly I think has that team going in the wrong direction. They they need to really get it turned around in that program. But we can it's talk. Shocker! About- Chip Kelly has a program going in the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, um, so I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a fantastic year for Oklahoma. And if Lincoln Riley, you know, continues, you know, to do the things he's been doing with, like I said, with his past two quarterbacks, there's is a chance you could see a third straight season with an Oklahoma quarterback winning the Heisman Trophy. This coming season, I, yeah. I, I actually, and I will amend what I said. They were 21-10 going into half, and then came out and scored 21 in the third. So, you know that that 14 points that Houston put up was probably, you know, a, a, an ill of consequence, really. Um, right now, one game I do want to kind of put point light on a put, uh, excuse me, shine a light on Florida mm-hmm. State against Boise State. I don't know if you got a chance mm-hmm. to catch that one, but Florida State took the L there, uh, yeah. with an opportunity to pick up the fumble at the end of the game. And I don't know why the defensive back, uh, felt like it was a good opportunity to try to pick it up to try to scoop it. I mean, you, you are pressed up against your end zone you were you going to run it out to the six to the seven i don't know what you know mm-hmm. the, you think about just smart heads up football where you just fall on it um you're playing against a team from idaho uh that you had all the control and to get a, a chance to beat a ranked team um mm-hmm. and and you blew it mm-hmm. yeah i mean i mean florida doesn't seem like they're i mean excuse me florida state doesn't really seem like they're the powerhouse that once was you know would come up with guys like Jameis winston and so forth you know uh you know blackman played pretty well for florida state he was what three, he threw for 327 and three scores you know eight years yeah. had over 100 yards and a, and a score there but boise state really kind of you know showed up but hey listen you're not going to just walk all over just because you're you know you're a power five team and yeah. Boise State came into Florida and said, hey, look, we're trying to win this game here. And that's exactly what they did. You know, um, one of the receivers, I can't remember the name, excuse me, that made a fantastic catch in the corner of the end zone at one point. Um, I think it was um, Sha- Shakir actually made that a fantastic catch in the corner of the end zone for Boise State, which was mm-hmm. nice. Um, Khalil Shakir, I think it was. But, um, yeah, I mean, kind of kind of shocking there. You know, Florida State losing at home, as I mentioned, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but the other big game, well, big game, well, like I said, probably the biggest game of opening weekend was Auburn versus Oregon. Uh, that, that was that was a thriller. You know, that was a fan. I think I pretty much I watched almost that entire game, okay. and I got to tell you, I thought Auburn. I mean, excuse me, I thought Oregon had that game in hand the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, after that touchdown and the receiver, I think the tight end just kind of gave dude the AI to his Teron Lou. I was like, all right, coming out here with some <laughs> swagger. Yeah, you know, Bo Nix throwing the game-winning pass, you know, with, what, like nine seconds left in the game. Um, you know, Bo Nix, son of a former Auburn quarterback, you know, uh, you know, I, I really I really thought Oregon had this in hand. Justin Herbert, I you know, did get hurt at one point in the game. Um, so that kind of, you know, changed things up a bit. I believe he came back, though, but... I think he's going to still be considered for the Heisman, you know, you know, but this kind of definitely hurt him a little bit. Yeah. I will say, you know, uh, but he made one hell of a throw and a touchdown for a touchdown pass in the first quarter. I don't know if you know, he did a play action. I guess it was a fake screen rolled out to his left and came across the entire through across the entire field to the backside of corner of the end zone for his receiver. Phenomenal play there by Justin Herbert, but uh, uh, Auburn got the victory here, 27 to 21 over the Ducks. So, I think that was another good game. I don't know what your thoughts on that game was. And, I thought and, it was a good game. Do you think, and if you, if you think Auburn is legit, and because to be honest, 
Auburn has to do well because Gus Malzahn is on the hot seat for sure. Yeah, they just didn't look crisp, um, you know, uh, and uh, the stat sheets will not will not show that. But, you know, it just seems like the Ducks could have came and could have stole one away from Auburn uh, when, you know, look at stat sheets. The uh, Auburn filled it up. You know, they were they were active all over the field. Um, and it was just it was exciting football to watch. But, you know, I think I think Auburn's Auburn's going to have their their work cut out for. Them. Let me take a look at this schedule again. Being in the SEC one doesn't help you at all. Right. Uh, right. I mean, they've got, I think, what, Texas A&M in a few weeks. Um, they've got Florida, you know, LSU, Georgia, Bama at the end of the year, of course, in the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Right. They've probably got one of the toughest schedules in in the country. Yeah. You know, and for Gus Malzahn, you know, this was definitely a big win for them, you know, the right direction. Yeah. But they've got to they've got to keep that momentum going, of course, you know, into the I mean, they've got what Tulane next week. Yeah, you got Tulane, Kent State, you go you blow through those, then you go and you play a big twelve game against Texas A and M. Uh then you got Mississippi State, then you go and you go to the swamp and play Florida. Um you know, it, it. I feel like they could rattle off some wins here. Be be. So, oh, don't forget Texas A and M is SEC, not Big Twelve. Texas A and M is SEC as well. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, uh, are they really? Am I, yeah. Who am I thinking of then? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. They're Red River rivalry. Who is that? Is that OU and? That's Oklahoma and um, uh, uh, Texas, I believe. Sorry. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, but I, we digress. Um, you know, I could see them. Being six and zero, oh, maybe six and one, and then going in to play LSU uh, and and having to prove that they have the momentum to get through. Go go in LSU, get mm-hmm. that W, uh, and then kind of you know make their own way. But uh, you know this is this is definitely a tough schedule. Uh, yeah, with some matchups late in the season: LSU, uh, Georgia, Alabama. Especially with a freshman quarterback, you know, and Bo Nix leading your leading your team, you know, it's it's going to be tough. He's he's got he's got to stay poised. He's got to keep his composure, you know, especially late in the game like he did and coming out with that victory of Oregon. But you know, for you know for for a school where your coach is definitely on the hot seat, as I mentioned, you know, you're relying on a lot with your with a freshman leading your team. Yeah. So you know, and like you said, looking at that schedule, they've got a, a really a really tough one there. So we'll see what happens with them. And some other college football news. Unfortunately, we have some unfortunate news to announce. Well, I'm sure everyone knows it by now, but USC lost their quarterback, sophomore JT Daniels, to an injury. He tore his ACL and meniscus. Get well which, soon. Yeah, I believe in his right knee in their victory, uh, 31-23 to over Fresno State. Now, true freshman um, Caden Slovis went in. For in his in his replacement, uh, I think he was what six of eight for fifty-seven yards in an interception. So, you know, unfortunately uh, for USC, he JT is definitely going to be done for the season. Um, you know, so I'm not really sure where they go as far as the Pac-12 is concerned. You know, uh, you know the Pac-12, I kind of feel like is still, I would say, up in the air. You know, um, I mean, look at looking at USC schedule. They they've got Stanford next week, BYU to Utah, who I think is a is a sleeper in the Pac-12. Um, I think they they might actually be better than Washington. I know a lot of folks are high on Washington coming into yeah. this season. Um, but you know, and of course we mentioned UCLA. They played them at the end of the year, but you know, Chip Kelly. You know, I don't think he has what it takes to lead it there that squad into the right direction. 
But uh, unfortunately for USC, they're out there. They're out there as our quarterback. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, we'll see what happens here. But Coach Clay Helton is definitely going to have to make a decision quick and hopefully try to turn things around for them. Yeah. But um, anyway, let's move on to some NFL news and action. You know, I was I was actually watching some college football this weekend and scrolling through my phone and I come across this on my screen one of the biggest shocks, you know, so far, you know, other than Andrew Luck retiring, you know, a little yeah. over a week or so ago, was the Bills releasing all pro running back LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Uh, I was he, definitely he... shocked by this. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, Obed, but I was I was quite shocked. Um, I mean, they made some moves this year that made me think this was potentially coming uh the the drafting of a second round running back and Devin Singletary who some people are not high on right now uh the signing of Frank Gore the signing of TJ Yeldon I mean they they just they obviously overnight changed excuse me changed the look of their running back room uh but in my mind honestly I felt like they that's just the number of bodies that they needed to keep up with what they were trying to do. None of these individuals look like the future, especially Devin Singletary doesn't look like a future for a guy who's 200 pounds to have like a four, six, six forty. that like you, you should be a fast guy. If you're, if you're small, if you're small and not fast, I'm not sure an NFL team can use you. Um, that being said, uh, it was, it was definitely surprising, definitely a shocker. I think even more shocking was that he didn't sit, uh, without a job for maybe longer than a few hours because he <laughs> then immediately signed with the chiefs. Right. Yeah. He gets to reunite with his former coach in Philly, Andy Reed. I think they signed him up to a one year deal worth like 4 million, maybe 3 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, I mean, he's 31 years old. He had probably arguably his, you know, his worst season ever. I think actually, yeah. In, in Buffalo yep. last year for only, you know, he had what 514 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Yeah. You know, um, he, he spent the last four years in Buffalo, of course, coming over via trade from from Philly. Yeah. Before that, um, you know, maybe reuniting with Andy Reid will kind of get him back to where, you know, that Pro Bowl running back he was some years ago where he actually led the league in rushing, I believe, in 2013 with yeah. Philly. Yeah, I, I think he'll have a, a resurgence uh as it were really i think you know that i think the watching his stats dwindle coincides with the fact that the bills just weren't getting their act together um everybody's like oh man you know he's washed up he's washed up mm-hmm. you're you're running up running back into the ground and not building anything else around him uh you bring in a quarterback who just for whatever reason can't throw an accurate pass to the flat to one of the best pass catching running backs the nfl's seen in a long time um I think the, you know, he, the story is, was petitioning with the Bills to bring in Frank Gore to just, you know, if you need a guy to be a thumper, uh, I can play this role of the scat back change of pace with a little more rest under my legs, uh, as opposed to you guys just grinding me down. I was watching him make runs where he was just slowing down at the end of it because I could just see he's just tired, right? The, the, you know, it's, it's. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, if yeah, you, or is getting old, man, you know, and he's, I mean, even though he's a future Hall of Famer, I don't know how much time he's got left. Yeah, you know, and I think, I think that was, that was the idea that there would be some kind of three headed attack there. But, you know, if they didn't want to use them, they, and the thing is, they, they had money on the books 
that I think it was something like six million was the cap hit, but there's still a bunch of dead money or money that they called dead, even though it's money paid to the person. I don't know why you call paid money dead money, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you know, hey, silver lining. This is a great look for Lashawn McCoy. He might he might slide into an opportunity with his old coach with a team of a bunch of speed around him, him still having some shake and bake to him to kind of really be what Patrick Mahomes need. I think Patrick Mahomes needs a veteran guy there uh, with him, not, not even really for bailout. You know, I, I can only imagine if you think Travis Kelsey looks good when the secondary is focused on these fast guys running underneath, imagine what a full head of steam LaShawn McCoy uh, in the open field is going to look like when he hasn't been battered and bruised. Uh, all season long. I think I think it's a great look for him. Yeah, I mean, like I said, being in Kansas City with one of the premier young quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes, definitely an added bonus <laughs> as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. Doesn't hurt when, you, when this guy might throw 45 touchdowns. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So good news for the McCoy there, I guess, you know, coming out of Buffalo where I don't see them making the playoffs at all where the Chiefs were, you know, what a, a coin flip away from, you know, perhaps going to the Super Bowl last season. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, and now some other news and some other transactions. The Texans definitely made some moves this past weekend. Um, they were pretty busy, I, 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 to say the least, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would I would say. I, I think, uh, you know, trading for uh, – or excuse me, trading Jadavian Clowney to the Seahawks. You know, I, I don't know the return that they got on that on that trade from them. But for, for – well, I can tell you, for Clowney, they um, they got a linebacker. We got two actually two linebackers, Jacob Martin and Bracavius Mingo from Seattle. Um, and, you know, trading him away there, I was, you know, they, they had, they were trying to get Clowney to sign a franchise tender. Yeah. They weren't trying to know what the the process was of trying to extend him a long-term deal. Yeah. But to me, if you have Jadavian Clowney on one side, you have JJ Watt on the other side, to me, that's a force to be reckoned with that I do not want to break up. I agree. You know, I'm just not sure what they really were trying to do by this. Um, you know, I, 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 I was it was kind of a head scratcher to me is, you know, why would you give up, you know, a premier young guy like like J.A.V. Clanny, the former number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I just I just kind of was kind of perplexed by this, out to say the least, you know, now, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, and this is something that that me and uh, shout out to the to the uh middle school crew, uh, rip on, rip on middle school, getting together for our fantasy draft this past weekend. Um, <laughs> do you, do you remember a time when Jadavian Clowney and JJ Watt have had a chance to play an entire season together? You know what? I don't, you're right. Because one of them, at least more than more so JJ Watt is always injured. Yeah. You know? And so I feel like they had to make a decision. Did they feel like what they were getting from Jadavian was game changing uh, for a guy who wants to be paid like a linebacker but is more of a defensive end um, versus, uh, you know, J.J. Watt, who is a complete game-changer and difference-maker uh, on that line, regardless of where you line him up, for as long as he can still continue to play the position. I know he's had a lot number of surgeries, um, but I think they, they said, you know, we'd, we'd have enough. Because, uh, again, this is, a, this is a trade and sign deal. You know, unless he trade, they trade him, and he signs his franchise tender with the Seahawks. And then they decide what they want to do after it. It's really just a one-year loaner of Jadavian Clowney, and then he might hit the open market again. Yeah, yeah. So the Texans also got a 2020 third-round pick with the two linebackers. And they played. They actually paid Clowney a $70 million signing bonus. 
while Seattle is paying the remaining eight million of his salary. Okay. So you know, I, you know, like I said, I was kind of, kind of, you know, kind of surprised. At why would you want to get rid of that force like that? But I mean, they were the Texans stayed busy. They also got Kenny Stills, rather wide receiver out of Miami, along with the left tackle uh, Laramie Tunsil, mm-hmm. you know, from the Dolphins. Um, which kind of took a lot of people by surprise as well for that move, just because, you know, um, with the Dolphins, why are you getting rid of one of your rising stars and your all ones of line in Laramie Tunsil? Yeah. You know, well, and, left tackles, first round left tackles are not easy to come by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I think the Texans were, they sent the, they sent first round draft picks in 2020 and 21 and a second round pick in 21. Um, you know, an offensive tackle and a cornerback to Miami. So Miami, I think, made out like a like bandits here for especially yeah. like that they got two first round picks and a second round pick. Yeah, that well, so this is what we're looking at is what happens when you don't have a GM and Bill O'Brien is acting as the GM and cutting deals mm-hmm. uh that hey, I just want the players. What do you want? Well, mm-hmm. we want the future because you seem to be tied into the now. You're gonna have Deshaun Watson and uh you know, Duke Johnson and uh, Will Fuller and Kiki QT for a lot of years. You're going to have that team for a lot of years, but you seem to believe maybe Bill O'Brien's on the hot seat, but mm-hmm. this just, this was very foolish, uh, foolish GM management, roster management. Um, Cause you just don't, I, if you'd have gave him a first and a third for Laramie Tunsil and mm-hmm. Kenny Stills, I think that would have made it happen. The only reason that the Dolphins are getting rid of Kenny Stills uh, is because, um, he met, came out and spoke out about, uh, about Jay-Z, um, yeah. you know, and everybody's just like, oh, that's not why. Well, so then why did they place eight straight Jay-Z songs in a row at practice the next day? And huh. then he's immediately on the chopping block. If you look at the statistics, the best wide receiver and the one who'd been out there and healthy the longest for them last year mm-hmm. was Kenny Stills. So show me a team that trades away their best wide receiver for no reason you know, I, there's a bunch of stuff around Tyree Kill, and you don't see him getting traded. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and they still have questions at quarterback. I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting the season for the for the Dolphins, but you know, they acquired Josh Rosen from Arizona. You know, the second year guy. You know, that was you know drafted by Arizona to probably be their franchise quarterback, but now they replaced him with Kyler Murray. So, yep, yep. You know, uh, uh, you know, Miami. Some folks are saying, "Hey, are they trying to tank?" What do you think? You know, I mean, I think they're – I don't necessarily think they're trying to tank. I just think that they're building for the future. And that doesn't mean tanking – tanking is a harsh word to say. And I will say this. When you, you say you're tanking, that means you're trying to lose on purpose. Yeah. You're going to go out there and say, you know what? We're not going to give our best effort. We're not going to, you know, really try to win this football game or any game for that matter. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it is, soccer. Whatever you know, yeah. to me, that's what tanking is. But if you're just trying to do things, turn on things, what is good for your future, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't, like I said, so I don't think they're actually legitimately trying to tank and lose games on purpose. I think, you know, that's just question, that would just question everyone's integrity from um, the, the head coach, the entire, you know, to all the players, to the GMs and the owner, things like that. And I don't think that's what the case is here. Okay. Um, you know, I just think that they're, they're, they're just making moves to kind of realize, you know, Miami hasn't been good in a, in a long time. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, you know. I mean, they haven't really had a you know star star player. I mean, they had Indomitian Sue for a couple of years. You know, he's gone. 
Um, you know, you know, it's it's hard to say. You know, is Miami you know trending anywhere? You know, close to being an elite team. That's yeah. you know, especially in the AFC East with the Patriots. Absolutely not. You know, no. So I, I think they're just doing you know kind of like what Cleveland did, building for the future, acquiring draft picks. Yeah. They can eventually make the right moves. But you know, I digress to your your thoughts, Obed, on Miami's moves and whether they're tanking or not. So I'll start with your comment about the Browns. The Browns just seem to be a perennially bad. Uh, run organization until Sashi Brown showed up. And while they did get rid of Sashi Brown, it's obvious that the work he did to right the ship worked for them, looking at what the roster looks like now. That team has always been bad. That team has always stacked top-round picks. They just didn't have the right person in play to put together a performance and a process to get to where they needed to be that Sashi Brown did that is making them effective now. Mm-hmm. May, perhaps they have that at, in, in-house now with the Dolphins, as we see the Dolphins are stacking all of these draft picks that, you know what, if Tom Brady is on the tail end and we don't see him on the field in three years, the Dolphins are going to have quite the the cachet of players coming into their fold at that time to be able to say, hey, we want to take over the AFC East, right? I think all of these teams in the Jets, in the uh, Bills, and the Dolphins see that there might be blood in the water, and it's on the Patriots to prove that it's not. Uh, but the Dolphins are going the right way. The, to the idea of tanking, I don't think this is tanking, but I don't think this is putting the best roster on the field so that you can mm-hmm. live this year. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's not the first time. You know that the suck for luck was an actual thing, right? Suck for luck was an actual thing that the Dolphins went into and, and downed a year and then drafted him number one overall. That's not the first time that the Dolphins have dug in their – excuse me, that the Colts have Colts. dug in their heels – and had a terrible season to go get the best quarterback available because they did it in 98 when they went and got Peyton Manning. So, you know, while, you know, we don't want to say, understand that tanking is a dirty word, it is definitely done by teams or something to the effect of we are not going to put the best, the be, feel the best team out there mm-hmm. um, and see if we can improve our odds of going ahead and getting this. If some heads got to roll, fine. If we got to get rid of some players, fire some coaches, fine. But the end result is bringing in a whole bunch of fresh new talent who's going to make us all look a lot better. Uh, but, it, you know, it, let's uh, we can keep this going. Um, as uh, as I mentioned, the Colts in getting the qu- quarterback of the future, or at least the quarterback of the now, uh, they haven't done it by sucking. they just done it by uh, the quarterback, unfortunately, retiring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kind of leaving them. <laughs> said, bye, Felicia. Uh, um, and, and I side with, side with Andrew Luck. He gone. He gone. He gone. <laughs> Absolutely. Well said. I, but I side with Andrew Luck that, you know what, I, I think people take for granted the fact that you watch these guys grow up playing football in front of you, but they grew up playing football in front of their family and everyone else. Uh, and while we're like, oh, he only played nine, eight years of, of football, that man's probably played football for at least 20 years of his life. Probably playing football since he was six years old, you know, yeah. on and on up, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I can't be mad at him for doing what he did. But um, and the Colts are kind of fully committed to his replacement in Jacoby Brissett, as we've seen that they signed Brissett to a new two year deal worth 30 million dollars and 20 guaranteed, you know, so they are fully committed to Jacoby. I mean, this shows that they are committed to Jacoby Brissett. Um, They did sign uh, uh, backup quarterback Brian Hoyer, who after Mm -hmm. he was released from the from the Patriots. That was surprising for me. I thought they wanted to keep that that veteran uh, uh, out uh, veteran mindset inside the quarterback room with Jared Stidham, but I guess Stidham showed them enough that, and I think Stidham played very well through uh, the, the preseason, the former uh, Auburn quarterback uh, to, to, you know, warrant 
him being able to just be Tom Brady's backup. You know, big shoes mm-hmm. to fill, but hopefully he soaks up a lot of knowledge and we see where he is later in the year. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, I just think that the Colts are really going to sh- are showing that, you know, Angelo Luck's not here. We're moving on. Um, they're going to they're going to listen. They're going to say that we're committed to Jacoby Brissett. Ken, let me ask you quickly, before we get into picking some games here this week, do you think Jacoby Brissett can lead the Colts for the, to the in the future? I think he can. I think, um, you know, he took over that team last year. Uh, excuse me, two years ago with a very, very poor offensive line, um, you know, and really just kind of took the beating that that was necessary uh, until they they went ahead and did the due diligence and finally created an offensive line that was one of the best, if not the best in the NFL last year. Uh, you know, Frank Wright coming out, the head coach saying that we're not changing the playbook for Jacoby means that either they knew that Luck was on this route because he's been injured since March or that they were preparing to say, hey, we can run any offense we want. Jacoby can make all the throws. Uh, you know, shout out to the Patriots for grooming him to be more than just a running quarterback that took the t- uh, Texans by storm on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's definitely showed himself as as a a valid baller in this league. He can make plays for him. Right, right, right. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to him. I would say, you know, hopefully he can show show the few people why you know he is a legitimate you know threat for them, you know, mm-hmm. in the NFL and kind of show what he show what he's made of here. Um, so you know what? Let's get right into it, Obed. Um, let's do some picks. You know, week one is is just is is almost upon us now for the for the 2019 NFL season. So excited about it, you know. Like I said, fired up. Great. I'm so happy college football is back, and then now we get into the NFL. Um, it's definitely you know, one of the greatest times of year for sports. Um, so let's just get right into it. First off on the agenda this week, of course, the Thursday night game, the opener for this is what the 100th season of the of the NFL. Ability. I, I, I believe, you know, and we're going to start off with one of the oldest rivalry rivalries, excuse me, in football is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. I'm going to go Green Bay because I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to be on a tear this season. And I yeah. think he will be a legitimate MVP MVP candidate this year. I think even though with a new coach and a new system there in Matt LaFleur, you know, and we all know Brian McCarthy is not there any longer. But mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers, because everyone has been doubting, he didn't play all preseason. Everyone's kind of talking nonsense, talking this, talking that. But yeah. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on fire this season you know, I'm not saying he's going to go light up the Bears, you know, with that stout defense. Of course, with Khalil Mack coming after you, it's always going to be tough, especially in yep. Chicago. Yep. But I do think the Packers get this win, and I think just Aaron Rodgers is just going to light it up this year and be a legitimate MVP candidate. You know, I had a friend of mine who was a Bears fan ask me about this game, and I, I one, I need to know where was it. Okay, it's in Soldier Field. The NFL would like to give the Green Bay Packers an opportunity to start the season right. They did it for the Steelers almost every year back-to-back where they would put a team that they should be able to beat in their division first game of the season. They might have made them play in their house, but you gave them a a winnable game. This is a winnable game. I just, you know, with with Aaron not playing, is he going to come out and be a little rusty? I don't know what rusty is for Aaron Rodgers, right? (laughs) Right. 30-32 for 300 and three touchdowns. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' rusty is still better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. Exactly. Um, but you know, them, them le- releasing Mike Daniels, uh, you know, I don't know what that defensive line is going to look like. The secondary has been revamped. They, they're doing a lot better things on defense. It's, it just, it just screams a 34, 27 game. And I feel like the bears might be able to pull this one off. 
Um, I, I, you know, not even the, the, we don't know what this offense is going to look like. You know, it, it's everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And that, that fist is coming from, uh, uh, from Khalil Mack. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's, um, it's going to be, it's I, I think I'm going to go with the bears. Uh, not that green Bay is not going to be stellar, but I feel like this is just one of those games where I don't want to count out Chicago at home. Gotcha. Gotcha. Next up, let's look at Tennessee at Cleveland. Uh, I think it's no secret. Everyone knows that I'm all in on Cleveland this year. I'm picking them to win the AFC North. I don't think they're going to win in the playoffs, but I think I will. I think they will win the division. So I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to see them. I'm going to go Cleveland at home against the Titans. For I'm absolutely first. going, going Cleveland with you. T- Tennessee is a dumpster fire. I want this on record that any of you clown shows out there who actually think Derrick Henry is a good running back need to look in the mirror, look at your choices. Woo! Spitting hot fire and we just we just in week one. Damn. The I mean five worst running backs in the NFL are Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry. Woo, because you spit hot fire. Oh my goodness. Put that put it in, folks. Yeah. You heard it here. Oh, Bet is hating on my man Derrick Henry, the former Heisman winner. Fire. I mean, listen, I mean, the real the real question for Tennessee here, when is Marcus Mariota going to be be an elite quarterback? Does he have what it takes to lead the Titans for the in the future? I think that's where they need to really look at themselves and, you know, look at this team because they're only going to go as far as Marcus Mariota takes them. Let's be honest here. I would agree with you, but then the question is, is Marcus Mariota even an elite quarterback? I, I just, again, another one of these guys, spread mm-hmm. offense, coming from Oregon, a place that put up a lot of points, but I don't remember them being a very, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem like the kind of offense that was going to scare you up and keep you from getting where you wanted to be. I, I don't know if they ever challenged for a national championship while he was there, uh, whatever, what have you. Um, and I, I do think the worst thing that happened in his career was that Chip Kelly didn't draft him and just run Oregon when they were with Philly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and to kind of back to your point with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, you know, he was, he was drafted in, what, the second round of 2016. So this will be his, what, fourth year in the league. He, ran, he rushed for over 1,000 yards for the first time last season. He had 12 touchdowns. You know, I, I, I mean, to say he's one of the five, the, probably the worst back in the league, That's I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I could probably name a couple guys worse than him and looking at some rosters. It's definitely slander. It's definitely slander. But hey, I, I I'm, I'm on board with it. I don't care. It's okay. And that's what we're here for, giving the people you know some controversy here on what's the word entertainment. So it's <laughs> quite all right. But I think, like, like you said, we're both going to go uh, Browns in this matchup. Yep. Um, Baltimore at Miami. I'm going to go Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, um, you know, is going to be his full time starter for the first time in you know in Baltimore. Flacco's of course, we always gone. And we've mentioned before, Miami is kind of just up in the air, kind of you know. The whole thing, you know, giving 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 uh, assets away, things like that. So I think this is kind of an easy one here. Ravens, yeah. oh, Ravens over Dolphins all day on the Ravens all day. Yeah, you're gonna see Lamar Jackson try to break the rushing record for a quarterback. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I think it when it was noted that in during training camp, he had mentioned that he was going to try to stay in the pocket more and really throw the ball. Uh, but his best asset is running the ball, as we all yeah. know, you know. And so it's yeah. kind of odd to me that you're going to take his best asset away from him. Not completely, of course, but, you know, limit him on that. So we'll see how it works out for them. Did, did you, you know, in training camp, uh, not to cut you off, but uh, the, his coach also went to the podium and somebody asked him, they were like, John, uh, where Vegas is saying that Lamar Jackson is going to rush for 17, 17 times a game. You going to take the under on that? 
he kind of scoffed and was like, take the over. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, maybe he rushes 20 times a game and gets, you know, what, 70, 80 yards, 100 yards. No, that'd be, that's, that'll, that'll definitely work for them. Yep. Um, next up, we've got Atlanta at Minnesota. Um, because it's in Minnesota in that dome, you know, at, at that stadium, you know, that, that crowd is always raucous. I'm going to go Minnesota in this one. Yeah, I've not, never been really a fan of the Sarke- not Sarkeesian, the um, Dirk Cotter offenses because they didn't utilize the running back as best possible. And if you're going to make yourself one-dimensional out of the gate, I don't, I don't care that people think running backs don't matter. I would, I would happen to say that the teams with a do-it-all running back are actually some of the most dangerous in the league. And if running backs don't matter, tell that to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. I'm going to go with uh, the Vikings on this one. I, I definitely see them, uh, especially with a healthy Dalvin Cook, something that they've Absolutely. been missing. Yeah. yeah, coming back, I think it was an ACL injury last year. And yeah. you've got Adam Thielen on one side, Stephon Diggs on the other side. I think two of their probably one of the best combination of receivers in the NFL, if not yeah. the best. You know, Kirk Cousins has got a rough defense right now. They've got some injuries on that defense as well that are, you know, it's going to be, it could be a lot of, uh, a lot of high scoring games for them because they're not going to be able to stop a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins really has to show out this season. Um, so I will say, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is what? You know, a career 500 quarterback. You know, he hasn't had the weapons he's had before like he does now in Minnesota. You know, like as I mentioned with the with Thielen and Diggs. Mm-hmm. Now with an elite running back like Dalvin Cook, who I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think he has got to show out this season and, and prove why he got – a fully guaranteed $84 million. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What we pay you for. Exactly. But I mean, it's about, it's about to seem like we pay you because that's what quarterbacks get paid. They, they all seem to be vying for this 20 some odd million. I mean, they went ahead and said, Hey, we're going to give uh, 20 guaranteed to Brissett. So, you know, the, the, you can't go cheap on a quarterback, but what you get for your money is what you get for your money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, bills at jets. I'm going jets all the way here. I think the bills are too much of a dis- in disarray. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell coming over after, even though having having a season off, excuse me, with the now the Seth, you have second year quarterback Sam Darnold leading the way. Um, they picked up a, quite a few pieces in the off season, so I'm going Jets here in Week One. Yeah, just a part of me bothers me. A part of it bothers me because I just do not believe that the Bills are a complete team. Um, let's we'll go. I'll go Jets as well. Um, go and then we're moving on. We're going to Washington at Philadelphia. I don't uh, the left side of the uh, Washington line features Donald Penn off the street and <laughs> swinging fence. Uh, uh, oh, Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers tried to trip a defensive player because he couldn't keep up with him. I I, I don't know. Case, you won the job. I don't know what you won, but you won. Mm. the job. OK, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to Eagles as well. Um I just don't think Washington has enough. Case Keenum kind of, you know, doesn't really have many weapons there in Washington. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be at some point you're going to see Dwayne Haskins come into play for Washington. I hope it just happens after the early part of the season where it's really rough. I mean, the kid's going to have his lumps, but he could be good for them. And knowing that he's got um, McLaurin out there with him as well and a familiar face. I like Trey Quinn, uh, Jordan Reed, as long as he can stay healthy. I feel really bad for Jordan Reed getting another – uh, another concussion from a very poor play by an Atlanta secondary player, uh, you know, highlighting their, their poor defensive play and, you know, a career that might be cut short if he gets another one of these concussions. 
Right, right. Um, moving on, let's go Rams at Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go Rams all the way here. And you know it's in Carolina. You know, yeah. Rams, of course, the defending NFC champions. So I think, I think this one's kind of an easy one. Even though I think Cam Newton really needs to have about have another uh, good season. You know, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best dual threat running backs in the NFL. Yeah. You know, he, he led all running backs with recent receptions last year. We think like 101 or 107 yeah. or something around there. Um, highly stouted, you know, fantasy player, of course, one of the top three in the league. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going Rams. I, I will join you on that. It's just something about I, I, I have to think McVay is going to take a step forward. He doesn't seem like the kind of person who's going to take that loss and and mull over it and not turn it into success later. Uh, I got faith in what he's going to do. I go, I'll go Rams. Yeah, um, Kansas City at Jacksonville. Chiefs okay. I think no. it's, even you know, though even hold, let me say even though Jacksonville's defense it, on paper is definitely better than Kansas City. You know, Jacksonville's got that better. You know, I got a new quarterback. Excuse me, not better. New quarterback, Nick Foles. I can't go against the Chiefs. I'm putting it on there now. Chiefs. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. I'm not going to say that they're gonna lose this game, but I. I you know, it's it's not gonna. People who who drafted uh, Chiefs players early are gonna be hurt because I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think Kansas City's gonna have to earn every bit of it, but I can see them coming out 21-7. 21-14, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice and hot in South Florida when those guys show up. So Absolutely. I hope right. they're ready to play. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, Colts and Chargers. Um, I'm going, even though no Melvin Ingram, which we know he still hasn't reported as of yet, yeah. I'm going to go Chargers. Um, Colts, like we said, you know, you know, they're high on Jacoby Brissett, giving him that new deal. I'm yeah. just not sure. I'm not sold them just yet. You know, uh, I'm going Chargers here. I'm actually going to go Colts, and I'm going to tell you why. The Chargers defense has taken so many injuries of late uh, and their offensive line isn't isn't the offensive line that you would you would want to think that they're going to be. They're going to put pass a lot. You know, the offensive oh, line for the Chargers isn't going to look good. Um, and I think the Colts defense is going to be able to match up with them. And I think just the Colts offense will be able to tee off. On the on the corners now, it depends on which one. Paris Campbell is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be out there? Devin Funches, Devin Funches cannot catch balls. I don't I don't care how long he's been in the league. He just cannot catch balls. Um, but I think they could you know element of surprise go out there and do something. I, I just think that the Chargers defense is going to be the thing that holds them down from taking this game to the next level. Yeah, I mean as you mentioned, though, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Phillip Rivers, of course, is going to be lighting it up as, 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 as he always does. Um, so, you know. But now that Melvin Gordon isn't there, you know, Austin Eckler is going to be leading the way. Justin Jackson there as well, too. Um, like I said, I still think they win. I don't think they're going to they're not going to be as productive this season without Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go charges in this one. Um, Bengals and Seahawks. <laughs> I think this is a no brainer. Seahawks all the way. Absolutely. Easy. Nice and done. White. I, I think I think Chris Carson is going to eat in that game hard. Yeah. Um, Giants and Cowboys. This is an interesting one. Of course, we've got a divisional rivalry. Divisional rivalry. Um, we know OBJ is no longer in New York. We know the Giants have drafted their possible far future franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. And on the other side, we know Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott is not is not with the Cowboys right now. He has not reported as of yet, and he's not. And so, but even because it's in Dallas, and the Giants, even though even though they got my man Saquon, you know. Um, I'm, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go, Cowboys. I say, Quan. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm sorry. Say what? 
Saquon. There you go. So even though he's a, he's a, he's going to be a that's kitty, Saquon Barkley will be the best running back in the NFL within two years. So right now, I still think they're going to give it to Ezekiel, maybe even Gurley. Saquon will be the best running back in the NFL within two years. If Daniel Jones is behind center, absolutely. Um, I, I am going to go with the Cowboys because, you know, he's going to – yes, they've got Zeke, Evan Ingram. Um, they've got at least someone to catch balls in the, in the, uh, the wide receiver. They don't, they don't have Zeke yet. That's not sure yet. Yeah, that's not sure yet. They don't have, they don't have Zeke yet. Um, but I just feel like the, the Giants are going to have problems – uh, because as a defensive coordinator, I don't need to keep four people in the secondary. I, I don't. You know, the, the game is condensed for them. I, I, was, I always have to attribute safety over the top with a little bit of shade to whatever quarter of the field or half of the field they're going to put uh, OBJ on. Mm. Now that he's not there, the other speed guy um, uh, that they picked Shepard. up, I'm not Sterling Shepard. Oh, Golden uh, Tate. Golden, well, Golden Tate's uh, suspended for four games. Right. Um, there was another guy tore his ACL. Uh, I, I can't remember. He he came from the uh, the the Browns, um, and I think he was on the Bills before. I can't remember his name right now. But Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, Big Twelve wide receiver from Baylor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he just it, th- there's not enough pass catchers who are going to attack the perimeter to make me feel like as a defensive coordinator. I can't stack a spy on Saquon Barkley for the entire game, right? So if there's a guy just waiting to see what Saquon does, and as a defensive line, you don't, the ball is not coming out in less than two seconds with Eli Manning. I'm sorry. He's going, he, he is either going to see ghosts in the pocket or he's going to pull the trigger and throw a duck in the air. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Cowboys on this one. It's going to be tough sledding until they get Dan, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes off the bench and into the game. Yeah. Um... Detroit at Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm, I'm excited to see what Cliff Kingsbury is going to really do to that team and that offense with Kyler Murray. Um, and, you know, to be honest, Detroit, they're kind of a mess. You know, ever since Matt Stafford lost uh, Megatron, you know, you know, it hasn't been the same for Detroit, even on either side of the ball, really. So I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah, they never – Arizona uh... – Excuse me. The the Lions never seem to find their way as far as a what you know what is our offense going to be? What is our 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 um, what is our identity, identity going to right. be? Um, mm-hmm. And and they just could not decide. You know, hey, we've got the quarterback. Let's try to find some pass catchers. Okay, we didn't get a running back. You know, it just it just seemed like they weren't making the decisions to build around what they had. And then there was a lot. It was hard keeping. Uh, what is that? They're, they're Matt Stafford on the field. I mean, he took a bunch of injuries um, uh, it later later in his career. Uh, excuse me, early in his career. Um, I just I do want to see what this new look uh, offense is going to be like. Uh, if it's it, again, I'm not a fan of the spread. I want to see him under center. Mm-hmm. The, the the reps already got on him about this fake clapping nonsense. Like that's just right. not. You need to snap the ball, pick well, up. The, it's you know going mean? to be some. It's going to be some spread for sure with with Kyler and, and Cliff. I can tell you so. that. And but you know, Cliff got to prove himself because Cliff Cliff is a known commodity as a loser. So he got to come out here and show something. All so, right. but I think they they have the element of surprise on their hands. They've got too many weapons in Christian Kirk and uh, Keyshawn Johnson and Andy, Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson. You know, it's just uh, yeah, embarrassing. Johnson, not, not Keyshawn Johnson, David Johnson. <laughs> no, they have they have a, a kid named Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's S E A N. It's a rookie. It's a rookie. Yeah, I thought you were referring to the old Keyshawn Johnson for a the second. The real Keyshawn Johnson. The real Keyshawn. <laughs> All 
Sorry about that. Yeah, you know, I, and really, let's see what David Johnson, you know, because he, he bounced back, you know, and Charles Clay, the former Buffalo tight end, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what this team really uh, uh, brings to the table, you know, what they're going to show out. Uh, uh, you know, I'm excited for it, you know. Um, moving on next, San Francisco at Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm going to go Niners. Easy one. I don't think this is an easy one here. Tampa Bay, even though they got Bruce Arians leading that, leading that team, their new head coach, I'm going to, I'm going to go 49ers here. Jimmy G, is he fully healthy? Is he fully back? We'll find out, but I'm going to go with 49ers. People are asking if Jimmy G is good at football from the stuff that they've seen. He threw five picks in practice and then came <laughs> out for the game and threw two picks and was like, hey, bro, throw it to your players. Maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe he's just a little rusty, you know, knocking it loose. Um, he showed out very well in the games that he did play last year. Uh, whew, I just uh, who can who can, who's got the better defense out there? I think it'll probably be the Niners, um, which isn't saying a lot because you know the, the both of these teams are pretty bad. But I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take the chance and go Tampa Bay, even though we know that they're losers. I'm gonna I'm gonna I think it's gonna be a light show. We'll see what happens comes out of it. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense switch cheese, but I just to have some some variety there, just have something to talk about. <laughs> okay, let's 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 move on to the other game. We're gonna get back to the King in a second here. Let's let's move on to the other games. Uh, Houston oh, at New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> Houston at New Orleans. I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, you know they they're definitely not the Aints anymore, and they they're uh, God. I'm excited to see Alvin Kamara, Super Camario, Michael Thomas, fresh off the contract. Uh, people are saying that there's arm strength diminishing, seeing being seen in. Uh, I really feel like they understand the kind of team they have. And if you have a team that can do that, you do not throw the ball late into the year. You run the clock, you run the ball, you control the line of scrimmage, and you control the tempo. Uh, The best teams do that. The Patriots do that all the time. They say, oh, man, Tom Brady's arm is disappearing. Tom Brady lights up the beginning of the year, and then they shut it down because you have to run the ball when it gets cold outside. And that's what the Saints did, and it took them to uh, almost a game out after they got cheated by the league. So I'm going to go with the Saints on that one. Um, yeah, um, I'm definitely going Saints as well here, and I can agree with you more. I mean, you know, Houston, you know, they're making so many different changes. You know, they're trying to win now. I think Deshaun Washington, Deshaun Washington is definitely a rising star in this league. Yeah. Uh, but I'm definitely going to go Saints, especially in New Orleans, in that dome. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel like Houston is in win-now mode? I don't know what has I happened. Think, that I think they are, dude. I really I really do. I really think that they're trying to win now. That, that division, the AFC South, is definitely open now that Andrew Luck has gone from the Colts. So yeah. I think they can win the division. Like they they won they won it last year, you know. But you know they have a even better chance to win it again this year without without Andrew Luck being there. As we said, Tennessee's a joke. Jacksonville's got Nick Foles. You know we're not sure what's going to happen there. So I think Houston definitely has a shot, and I think they're trying definitely trying to win now, especially with the moves that they made. You know, bringing in Tunsil, bringing in Kenny Stills, even though he's kind of like Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think I think Houston is definitely going to win now. But for this one, I'm going Saints. All right, and then uh, we've got a matchup of the AFC West. We got Denver at Oakland. Uh, I just don't. I mean, hey, you know they're going to get some points. They're going to look a lot better than they did last year. But uh, I, I just a part of me really wonders what we're going to get out of Joe Flacco. I really wonder, you know, I don't want to say, okay, the Raiders are going to come and turn it around, but this is probably a good game for them against a very stout defense uh, to be able to come out here and see if they can impose their will. It's something about the idea of uh, Bradley Chubb and uh, uh, what's his name? Von Miller coming at Joe Flacco. 
Uh, and Joe Flacco's not one to to put that ball out there real quick. I, well, I, I'm gonna go Denver. Derek it's Carr. Not, I mean, Von Miller's gonna be going after Derek Carr. After Derek Carr, yeah. After Derek Carr, I don't I don't see um, that defense being slowed down uh, as much as the Raiders would need to be able to be in this game. Denver's really gonna be. Can Denver just get it done? Right? Can they do it on offense because they'll get it on defense? Yeah, and you know what? I, I I was gonna go Raiders, but I'm gonna switch my pick here at the last minute. And I'm, I'm gonna go Broncos with you. I'm gonna hop aboard the Broncos train here. Um, you know, uh, you know the whole issues with AB. You know, the offseason, not getting much working with Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, that was a whole fiasco. And, you know, I think Denver's going to sh- go out to Oakland and really just, you know, do a show show folks that, you know, Flacco, he's still going to be an effective quarterback in this league and really show himself. Yeah. That's going to be a no-fly zone for the Broncos defense. I don't care who's not back there anymore. Chris Harris is still a goon. That front uh, seven is still so hungry. That those linebackers are still hungry. You know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be on – you got to beat the defense to be able to get a chance to win that game. And I don't know if the Raiders are going to do it in game one. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now to our main event, our Sunday night game. Uh, you know what? Back in my day, when we were, <laughs> when we had the first game of the season, we used to watch the champions raise a banner. Uh, you know, um, I, I, you are correct, but I think they did it differently this year because it's the 100th season. You have the oldest rivalry in Green Bay and Chicago, so you are correct. Normally, the champion raises the banner opening night. In this case, it would be your New England Patriots. As we Woo! know, oh, here we go. He's getting hey, yes. <laughs> turn his turn turn his mic off. Somebody turn his mic off. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, Pittsburgh at New England here Sunday night. This is always a classic matchup between these two squads. Big Ben, Tom Brady, you know, man, because it's in New England, you know, and we all know AB is no longer in Pittsburgh. As of course, we mentioned he's in Oakland. Another year without Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm going to go New England here. Uh, even though I don't want to necessarily, I'm going to go Patriots over Steelers for week one. Hey, I get it. You know what I mean? I, I understand. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough sell. It's a hard pill to swallow. Um, you know, there's one thing that we know about New England when Bill Belichick schemes for a team with a really good wide receiver. You don't you're not going to see him doing things to Antonio Brown's credit. He may have only had four for forty nine. He did score a touchdown against the Pats. It was a fantastic play. Um, they're going to eviscerate Juju Smith-Schuster from this game. So if it's going to come down to Vance McDonald and James Conner and Jalen Samuels and uh What's his name? Uh, Dante Moncrief and James Washington doing what they need to do. Fine. I want to see it. But this offense is not going to go out there and throw 675 times to lead the NFL like they did last year. Uh, I think I'm ready to see what a big Ben without AB and Le'Veon Bell looks like. And he can go ahead and earn all that cheap talk that he's done over the years. Right. Um, right. I, I think that, uh, you know, when when you least suspect New England to be good, New England is good, which makes me feel like people need to stop thinking New England's not going to be good because of what happens in their offseason and just assume the Pats are going to be good. I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. I definitely believe the Patriots are going to score at least 34 points because in the grand scheme, this game is for control of the AFC. If we say it comes down to who's going to have home field advantage, the game usually comes down to when the Patriots play the, uh, the, the Steelers. The Patriots played the Steelers 
I think it was either last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. coming, coming off of a, a game against the Dolphins where they they lost to the Dolphins for the first time in like 12, 15 years, something like that. I looked at that as a game where the Patriots wanted to show nothing about what they were going to do the very next week, and they came out there and they gave it to the Steelers because that win solidified that they have the tiebreaker should both teams have the same record at the end of the year. This is a must-win game for the Pats. They're going to handle their business when they raise the banner at home, and they're going to come home with the W. Must-win game or in, in week one, Obed? Must-win game? You, you know so? what? I know it sounds crazy, but you need this tiebreaker because if you end the end of the season with the same mm-hmm. record as these guys, whatever happens, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. If both, right. both of those teams are 11-5. and five, You're talking about going into Heinz Field in December or January versus coming into a New England in December – or excuse me, in January. So, you know, I, I, I have to – Yes, I know. It sounds crazy, but it's a must-win game for the Patriots. This is why a majority of the offense was out there for the third preseason game, except for Tom Brady, because those guys needed to get some reps in so that they don't come out here rusty. And now that Josh Gordon is back in in New England, you know he obviously you know has some rust on him. Got to work the kinks that hasn't played in quite some time. Yep. You know, yeah, you got Edelman, Demarius Thomas. I believe was released, but I think they're trying to bring him back. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, I believe so too. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Patriots here, man. Yeah. I, unfortunately I'll, uh, I'll hop on the back, the bandwagon for just this week though. Just this That's week. fine. Hey, listen, if you're in your pick'em leagues, hold on to him. I wouldn't pick him this time. Hold on to him. Yeah. Right. For sure. Well, you know what? I, that with that, that wraps it up with our first week of the weekly pick'em and, you know, fans make sure, uh, uh, keep in tech. Keep up with us. We're going to be breaking these down every week. Um, we're going to keep the stats. We're going to keep the scores. If you guys want to make some money on this, feel free to go ahead and take these uh, league-winning picks that we're giving out to you guys. Uh, uh, for right. myself, thank you very much, Sherman, for for another fantastic showing. Anything you want to say to the people? You know what? You know, as we have, well, Ben mentioned, we're going to be making these picks every week. We're going to be keeping track. And my goal is to be excuse me to beat Obed every single week in the head to in our head to head match we're going to keep records we're going to have a record after every single week and I'm going to show folks why Obed doesn't even belong next next to me on on this show I, I'm the premier picker here folks <laughs> America I want I want you to see this classic case of haters gonna hate okay <laughs> I don't I don't need to speak the words hey, hey, Taylor Taylor Swift said it best haters gonna hate 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 it, hate and that is what I'm here to do folks I'm here to hate I'm drinking my haterade. It's going down. You know what? At first it was mad love, and now it's bad blood. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Obed. I will see you next time, sir. And folks, don't forget to like the video and subscribe on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment. Until next time, everyone. See you guys. See ya. Peace.